Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Wrestling Daft presents The Daft Sheet. Welcome to the Daft Sheet, the final ever Daft Sheet on the Wrestling Daft Network. I am, as always, I'm Chris Jack, uh, your editor-in-chief for what is going to be more of an annual, like you used to get in your stockings as a kid, whether it was the Beano, the Dandy, or in later years, the Viz. Uh, this is going to be a, a look back at the very best of the year, as opposed to the week that we normally do. And joining me to do so uh, for the final time uh, are the the most capped players uh, on the on the Daft Sheet Five Aside team, uh, it's Lewis McNaughton and uh, Steve Roach. Lads, we made it to December. We made it to twenty episodes. Well, by twenty two and out. Uh, how are you feeling as we as we look to to close out what's been a, a monumental six months here at the Daft Sheet? A bit sad that it's now coming to the end, but it's been twenty two. Uh, very entertaining uh, episodes um, and you know I've had a lot of fun um, talking to you uh, with you guys about it um, and you know but what a hell of a year, year it was if it was only just one year what, what a year we picked because yep. it's been an absolutely crazy year of wrestling What about yourself Lou? What's, uh, what's your thoughts on his uh... Closing the back pages for the the final time, pulling the curtain down, pulling the the shutters down. Actually, quite emotional, is it? <laughs> uh, I said, if it's not, it's just been good to like thinking this was going to be a one off. Who knows how far this was going to go? Uh, to oh shit, am I still there? I am still here. Yeah, yeah. fuck's <laughs> sake. Good technical difficulties <laughs> in the final episode, but no, it's been it's been good getting here every week to chat about shite. Uh, like you say, use it as a almost a, a therapy session for other folk that uh, like wrestling as well. Because, like we say, we don't get to speak to, about wrestling to many people, so when we can get on here, it's been good. And who knows? Who knows? As as I always say, never say never. Well, that's it. I mean, for, for me personally, I have had a, a love-hate relationship with wrestling this year. Uh, you know, as I've spoken about many times and tried to shoehorn into as many many conversations as I've had with the centrefolds about the, the episodes that we've done. I used to be a wrestler myself. It was earlier this year uh, that I decided I was going to hang up the boots. Uh, and once I did so, once I stopped training, I was like, I needed, I still needed to scratch that itch. And that's that's when the kind of the idea of starting up the daft sheet came about. You know, uh, I wasn't, I didn't have anything to do on a Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday night. It wasn't family related. I didn't have that outlet that I was having when I was, was taking bumps and gassing myself out uh, to then go on and put on mediocre matches uh, on on shows <laughs> where under 50 people at them uh, and occasionally doing the, the, the big shows as well. So 
It was a, it was a bit of an odd one for me, uh, but I, I knew that podcasting was still something that I wanted to be continuing with. And thanks to John and that and Grado, they kind of uh, gave us the, the platform to to bring the marks two point back. I suppose was the, the way that I pitched it to to John. And yeah, uh, for twenty twenty one, well. Depends. I mean, the last episode that went out was episode twenty. Episode twenty one. Don't know what's happened with that. This will be episode twenty two, but in actual fact, it'll be episode twenty three if you include the pilot as well. So, I mean, we've done. You know, we've 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 done a fair amount. We've put a fair amount of hours in. Uh, wonder if we, something. What's that? Which, uh, I wonder if uh, episode twenty one becomes one of those famous lost pieces of media. As <laughs> mm. <laughs> a legacy. Never going seen. On, like, uh, we become the the Chinese democracy of wrestling podcasting. I like that infamous Bret Hart. What was the Bret Hart match that was missing for years? Uh, the, the oh, Tom Tom McGee. Tom That's what it is. Uh, when, I mean, we came out all guns blazing in that episode. Uh, <laughs> say, <laughs> I think the very first things the things we talked about was us now being the main show, uh, and now uh, with the. Uh, we're no longer the show uh, on on the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> but, uh, but it has it's been it's been great, you know, getting to talk with you guys with, with DL and Billy uh, that have been regulars as well. Even the guys that are coming gone like uh, Andy Ross, Gav Maxwell, and uh, and Brian uh, Brian McCart as well. Uh, it's been good having uh, you know going listening back through the, the podcast to to pick on some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about tonight. It was good to kind of reminisce, hear those voices. Uh, the, the Andy Ross one. <laughs> That's what there. I was thinking about. Because uh, just... getting kicked out of the pub. Ah, uh, getting kicked out of the pub at the end of the at the end of the podcast. That was, it was five minutes. It was five minutes. <laughs> we're wrapping up. We're wrapping up. Promise. <laughs> and uh, Gav as well. Like Gav, uh, he he was all for for being becoming a regular, and then. He came on the show with a really good chat. It was the first time I'd spoke to Gavin years. I used to work with him. Uh, and then he went to All In. And I've, he's disappeared off the face of the planet. I have no idea where he is. Uh, he's he's not tweeted since All In weekend. He's not seen anything on his Facebook. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit fearful for him, if I'm being honest. Uh, you go and see him punk's bad side. He must have done. He must have done. He, he, was the, he was the boy that gave him the wrong directions. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's been it's been good doing that, and obviously as well as you guys, we've had the centre folds uh, taking part as well, which has kind of given us a bit of kudos, I think, in terms of uh, keeping things to, to a decent standard. Uh, you know, we've had Myla Grace; she was the the first guest that we had on, uh, or certainly in the pilot. I think it was like episode two she went out on, uh, but she's been wrestling over in Florida uh, this past week, uh, past couple of weeks actually. We we. Uh, a few different companies over there. She she trained at the dungeon with with Natty Nightheart. Uh, oh. So she's she's really really you know pushing on. It's good to see that. Again, that's something like the first ever singles match that I had. Uh, it was a, it was a three way uh, with uh, was it it was myself and and Myla and Lewis Alexander. Uh, was the the was the fellow who who's now a bodybuilder instead of of actually wrestling. Uh, and she, she's doing great stuff with Simon Miller, who, you know, 2023 has been massive for him. I think he's going into acting now, which is class, with Tom Campbell, which was on the old having him on, with the subculture guys, Will Osprey, technically. Uh, Tony Khan, technically as well, for playing that game. So we've had a, we've had a really good 
well, on their Davy Davy as well, Davy Davy talked about his school and CPW seems to be going to stay his thing as well. So it's been good to, to get chatting to those kind of guys. I know that that's the kind of thing that Billy Stacking does every week in his podcast. You know, he talks to up and coming Scottish wrestlers and whatnot. Uh, and uh, it's good to, to, you know, be doing something similar to that. Uh, and put it out because again the the work that Billy does in the, the Scottish Wrestling Network it's it's amazing. I, I don't know how he finds the time to do it. Uh, I mean, well, he told me he does it in his lunch break on a Monday, but it's you know it's the the amount of stuff that he puts out is is cracking, and he's got that freedom to go and watch local shows all the time as well. Uh, so it's been really good getting his input. DL always always great to to talk with him. It's a shame we've not had him on for a wee while, that enough. Uh, but again, it's. When you've got three kids and you're pretty much in charge of an eight-year-old's football team, I can imagine it's pretty hard getting the time. But that's the experience. Newcastle's one and only journey into the Champions League. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Priorities, priorities at this stage. Mm-hmm. But just kind of to wrap up that kind of wee bit, just thank you very much to everybody that's, that's contributed, been a part. The, the few people that have tweeted at us, uh, the guys that have, the guys and girls that have, you know. Uh, interacted with us in the Discord or on social media, um, and most of all to to join that and give you for giving us the the opportunity uh, as a as a kind of tongue in cheek out the other week there. Uh, we wish them well in their future endeavours um, as as the the daft sheet kind of stops. Uh, I really don't know what the the future for wrestling daft is. I mean, it's it's the elephant in the room. I've tried getting bits out of John. Uh, I've tried asking if there's going to be main shows or anything like that, even if the, the running Numble uh, was going to be occurring this year, and his, his answer was not likely. So, you know, you can read into that what you will. I mean, it's conflicting schedules. Maybe, maybe they've had a fallout. Maybe there has, is something behind the scenes that's kind of stopping things from progressing. Uh, and again, I don't want to be, you know, to, to kind of face stepping in anybody's dick, but I do think it would be good if there was some sort of communication from the main show guys to say that they're done instead of us being the ones to kind of put the put the death nail in. <laughs> I suppose. Um, <laughs> so ho- hopefully, I mean, if if they aren't done and they they are working on something in the new year, but they can put something out once a week or, or once a month rather than than happy days. But. Uh, Having discussed it with you guys, it was just it just felt like we were kind of spinning the wheels for the inevitable happening, and I just thought it was time that we kind of not not distanced ourselves. That's maybe the wrong words, but just that, that we we kind of stop and kind of assess what we are doing because obviously we enjoy doing this. We have a lot of fun doing it. Hopefully, the the listeners that have been tuning in on for wrestling daft and getting us instead. Hopefully, they've been enjoying what we've been doing. And who knows, maybe in the new year, uh, the, the, the daft sheet will, will continue under another name, under another guise, under another network. If you don't know, we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, but for the rest of this episode, we are going to look back uh, at the the best of the year uh, in the only way that we know how, by looking at front pages, back pages, and gossip pages, as well as other stuff that we're going to throw in. And I think we've got a few awards uh, that, we're, uh, that we're maybe going to chuck out there as well uh, so we'll get started we'll just kick off we're not going to go for headlines and get and compete this week uh, we're just going to have it as like a compendium of of the year so Lewis I'll come to you first uh, what would be making your front page of the year in wrestling for 2023 um, I mean I would say 
for the final episode, we're looking to be nice and nice and cheery and nice and uh, appreciative over what we've had. However, I'm gonna bring it to the dark side as we only know how well to do so. I suppose we could th- think of it as a as his appreciation of his life as well, uh, putting it as the main story for myself anyway. But Bray Wyatt, you know, um, sadly passed away this year so unexpectedly as well, which was a right kick in the balls. Um, I remember when it happened, eh, I was just, I was getting ready to go to Leeds Festival and I just got a message from my pal saying, go look at Triple H's Twitter. And it was just one of those things, like, genuinely felt like someone really close to me died. Um, purely because, especially for myself, I've been watching Bray Wyatt since I was, um, like, 12 years old. You know, there's a, there's, <laughs> there's the um, customary uh, reminder of how young I am and, I'm not going to say how old you guys are, but... Um, Arrogance of youth. <laughs> but no, um, it's... Skip your ass, boy. <laughs> it's one of them, it's one of them where it's just complete shock and it almost made me not want to go to the festival there, eh? but... Aye, um, the fact that we were speaking over episodes, excited about him coming back, the possibility that he was... There was sort of plans in the works for him to come back to WWE um, sort of start his career from fresh and sort of get into his prime as well um, yeah it's a shite um, but yeah even the way WWE do packages and everything they, they manage to commemorate his life or his career at least um, the best they could um, with the tributes and everything and even now on X and on Facebook and on Instagram and everything, I'm seeing seeing his name brought up quite regularly. So, yeah, I think you know we've we've obviously jested about how how young you are there, Lewis. But when when they passed, I, I remember it was the L had texted me during the night, and I'd woke up and, and seen the text mm-hmm. uh, saying about it. And when it was the same way with Brody Lee as well. When John Hoover died, it hit me really hard because they're about the same age as me, and you, mm-hmm. you'll probably feel that as well, as well, Steve. When it's when whenever you hear about someone in the public eye that you admire, that you've got a fondness for, that is about, they're about the same age as you, going through the same life stages, not not exactly experiencing the same lifestyle, but you know, having kids, being in long term relationships. All that sort of stuff, and when you hear that they've they've passed on for the, through whatever reasons, whether it's good reasons, bad reasons, if there's a if there's a good or a bad reason for dying, it just it always seems to hit that wee bit harder. Uh, and the the Bray Wyatt one was was a massive shock because I mean I'm I'm pretty sure you know we'd we'd taken the piss right out of his last match. The, the Mountain Dew pitch black match, and rightly so because the 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 match itself it was a it was a spectacle. There was the the massive you know misfire with, with Uncle Howdy at the end of it uh, as well. So it kind of felt a wee bit odd a few weeks later to be eulogising the guy because we we thought that from from the the embers of the 
the pitch black match to, to what we were hoping was going to be happening with this so-called white six coming along and, and everything like that. Uh, to, to then not having a body of work for this to talk about in the future for them. It was just, it was really, really jarring. Uh, I don't know that, that Brian on the, on the episode that, that we had after that, he, he spoke very well about it as well. Uh, but certainly, you know, we're one of the, the, the biggest news stories. I mean, how, how did the, how, how did, you know, a few months, a few months later on, since it's happened, Steve, what, what's your sort of feelings now on, on the passing of Bray Wyatt? I remember saying it last time we spoke about him, it, it still doesn't feel real that that happened. It's it's still it's something that's just a struggle to actually comprehend because of how sudden it was and how uh, shocking it was. Um, because and also, yeah, it's also felt it, it was something that we thought we'd after Brody Lee, um. We thought this isn't gonna happen again. We're never gonna hear of uh, another wrestler cut down on his his prime again and then we get this absolute body blow of Bray Wyatt, one of the most uh, creative wrestlers of his generation and one of the most uh, respected as well and and still had loads to give the business as well. So it's it's just such still feels like such a, a gut punch. Um I know there is some comfort in a way that um, WWE have really handled it very well and that they're, they're managing mm. his legacy really well. In fact, news came out, I think it was only about yesterday, it was confirmed that they've got a legacy contract tied up with uh, with his wife. So um, she's got a secured future fin- financially, both, him, both, her, uh, both her and his kids. So there's some comfort in that and uh, I, I think Lewis going on what you said I mean it was such a, a shock for you because you'd known him since you were a kid basically and it was you basically lost one of your heroes that was that was the same for me when we lost Eddie Guerrero I think I was 18 when Eddie Guerrero passed um, and that was so devastating to me he was uh, he was in my top three certainly at that time it was, it was, it was probably him Brett and Austin were my top three, and when we lost him, I was pretty much in tears. Um, and I can imagine you you were absolutely distraught uh, by it. So it's it's completely understandable why you 100%. why you reacted like that. Um, yeah, it's it's still doesn't feel real that uh, that it happened. And um, as the years go on, though, we'll we'll, we'll we'll find out. You know, when we when we you know we you know, memorise about him and check out all his best moments and matches, we're going to say, man, he was he was top-notch, man. He was one of a kind. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, the, the passing of Bray Wyatt definitely deserves to be uh, one of the, the biggest uh, news stories of the year in wrestling. Uh, but, Steve, what, uh, on, a, on a, a lighter note, I suppose, what would your uh, story of the year be? I, I don't. I don't think the lighter note's the the right term because it in, involves backstage brawls, drama, politics, uh, all the uh, all the dark uh, the dark side of it, or the ugly side of of wrestling that um, uh, that we that always fills up the dirt sheets, and it involves for involves uh, at its centre 
uh, a gentleman named CM Punk. Um, just everything that's happened with him. And I, I know we're, we're sick to death of talking about him and what, what can you say now that, that's not been said, but just uh, just everything that, that came out of, of Brawl and him re-signing with WWE, just that, that whole chain of events, just incredible. And it's... it's uh, it's a sign, the ultimate sign is wrestling's back. This is, we're not in an attitude era or a Monday Night War era again, but we're at, we're at the closest equivalent of it. The moment CM Punk came out in Survivor Series, ushered it back in, in a way. Mm. Yeah, it's like, you, you can't look at 2023 in, in wrestling terms and, and not discuss CM Punk as being one of the biggest stories, whether it's been, you know, Getting his own TV show with Collision, whether it's the the quality or, or constantly getting injured and and whatnot in his matches, whether it's the seeing both the, the great and the good of his ending and his his mic skills, whether it's everything that happened around London from the 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 sublime of his match with Samoa Joe. To the ridiculous of hearing that Tony Khan was fearful for his life uh, mm. after the the Jack Perry altercation, him then being sacked, and then you know being the the worst. Well, I was going to say worst kept secret, but it was kept fairly secretive uh, when he, he came out at the end of Survivor Series a few weeks ago. Don't remind me. Uh, and then we we had uh, <laughs> exactly we had uh, the, the the anticipation of that first draw promo, and it was shite. And then on SmackDown, smashed it out of the park again. So it, it, it's it's been a bit, you know, Jimmy Wang Yang uh, with them. You know, it's it's been it's been up and down. It's been left and right uh, all across twenty twenty three for CM Punk. But the year would have been a lot more boring without him in it. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's uh, you know. Wherever he goes, people talk about me. He said that in his promo. You know, good or bad, you're talking about me. Um, it's, 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 it's got to be possibly now the most polarising figure in the history of, of wrestling in terms of one that's not associated with anything really grim. Um, I, I think Shawn Michaels in the mid-90s is the only one that's comparable, and maybe Hogan, I guess, as well. And it's WCW days. They're, they're like the, the only two that are comparable in terms of a, an absolute hellraiser in, in the backstage uh, kind of uh, life of, of, of wrestling and um, not being afraid to rustle the feathers and put the cat amongst the pigeon with, with, the, with the drama. And, you know, it happened all last year as well and it continued to... Uh, even more so in, in 2023. And, he's, and the fact he's done it in the in the two, the big two companies in the same year is just crazy. So what what would you say is the, the bigger news story then? Would you say that he's, he's firing from All Elite Wrestling or he's the turn to WWE? What would you say is the, the I, I view it all as one story. It's all, cause it's all just a chain of events. I guess no, I'm asking grand... you, Steve. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> Which is the better story? Don't sell right, that fence. Get off that fucking all right, fence. Get, all right, fucking Piers Morgan. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess it's got to be... You've got to go with, with WWE, don't, don't you? Because we thought 
it's it's the one it's the one what if that was left. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's got to be that because it was certainly when Vince was still in charge. It's it's the one that we'll say that nah, ain't gonna happen. There's too much, too much be being said. Too much to be said that would uh, that would prevent it and. I don't think Punk. I, I, I was always to believe Punk wasn't interested in going back anyway, um, and I think even WWE were thinking, "Fuck him, no, we don't need him, um, and we don't want that headache again." So to see it happen, I mean, it had it had to take them having a year or two in AEW for it for it to happen, but to see it happen, and you know, and as as he put it, cold, um, a mighty cold day in hell. Um, that's, I guess, the biggest story. I, I, I would agree. Like the at the time, I, I think if he hadn't returned to WWE at Survivor Series, him being sacked would have been the biggest story of the year in terms mm-hmm. of what it meant for the AEW. Because as much as they've got drawn power, or drawn power to to wrestling fans as opposed to the casual fans uh, with the likes of Moxley MJF, Danielson all that kind of stuff CM Punk was the it was the needle mover, he was the one that you were tuning in to see what was going to what he was going to say, what he was going to do especially after everything that happened at All Out uh, in, in 2022 as well, so for them to lose such a massive star and not just, not just lose a massive star but to actively get rid of him it was big. It was massive balls for Tony Khan to do so. Massive, massive balls, and I think in terms of you know you look at the the clouds and the 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 reception to some of the the shows they've been doing since then. It, they do. They are lacking that that something. That something. And again, you can look at a, a whole host of things. AEW to say this is the, the ball's been dropped somewhere. Or they've been unlucky with you know Adam Cole's ankle injury has probably derailed that whole uh, the the whole storyline uh, with, with MJF and they're kind of threading water just now to try and figure it out and that's you know dragging the product down a little bit but had, if, if Punk was still there you probably wouldn't be too bothered about that they would still be getting the cows, they'd still be getting a, a, arguably a more positive uh, run of it in the media as well. well you're probably, but the you're fact- probably 10 days away from the biggest match in AEW's history because it would have been him and MJF at World's End. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's, it's mad to think that all, all of those kind of matches, all those first time matches are, have been left on the table but we are being re-signed to WWE. I mean we, we spoke about it on the was it the last podcast? Uh, the, the one, the one that, that didn't go to air I think we were speaking about, you know, what we were excited for with the punks that on the WWE. And Lewis, what what, uh, what would you say are the kind of the, the matches that you're oh no, no, the, the CM Punk special uh, so I go go and listen back to that to that one for Lewis's <laughs> chat for what's gonna say. But in depth um, analysis. But you know, given given the, the promo that he cut on, on SmackDown a couple of weeks ago, where or was it though? Whoever won, the good promo that he did, uh, where he was like, you know, he was named up and everybody wanted to face. He was alluding to WrestleMania and the Rumble and stuff like that. 
if there's one thing that you you're looking forward to from CM Punk in 2024, Lewis, what was what would you say it is? Um, I can't really. I don't know. Yeah, there's. He's very volatile in terms of what what could actually happen or what might go well or what might no go well. But I'd say that the maybe a, a double partner. Um, I'm excited to see if he wins the title off Seth. Um, and if he doesn't, how does he react? You know, how does he react if he doesn't become the main event of WrestleMania? How does he react? How does it unfold? But the main the main thing I'm just excited over the next year or so to look at with CM Punk is just I would I would hope it's not exciting. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> yeah. I would hope I would hope that he manages to get his head in and act like a normal fucking employee. Um as opposed to uh, the ultimate enigma that he seems to have become over the last few years. But, you know, um, so I suppose it's a win-win situation for myself. A bit of drama, always good. Um, if he manages to piss off a few people, I'll have fun with that. And if he manages to stay in his lane and actually produce good matches, good storylines, and um, keep his job, then there's a positive in that as well. So, I'd say I happy all in whatever happens and Gunther, give me that Gunther match. Cool, cool. Uh, now, as you said earlier on, we're not going to be competing on this, uh, but both both of those are, you know, the the, the death of Bray Wyatt and the, the whole CM Punk carnival uh, have been been massive stories that you just could not avoid uh, looking back at over twenty twenty three. As a third option, I was going to suggest the the continuation of the Bloodline saga and how they've done it. Uh, just as an alternative, because Wyatt and uh, Punk were the, the the two that were kind of coming to mind for me as well. And I think it's been more; it was better at the start of the year than it has been the last few months. As uh, the, the the bloodline storyline that's been continuing, uh, the pretty much from the the rumble up to to WrestleMania when you know when Sammy turned. Wait, was it the rumble that Sammy? Sammy turned. Yeah, in, it was aye, the chair show on the back. I was around rumble. To Elimination Chamber, where, where Sammy almost almost got it. Uh, then you had uh, Mania, where uh, Roman uh, defeated Cody Rhodes, which nobody saw coming. Everybody assumed that Cody was going to finish the story, and he's he's still a long way off getting to that final chapter. By the look of it, uh, you had uh, Money in the Bank uh, was uh, another. Uh, opportunity for, for Roman to be dethroned, but it, it went awry as well. And then pretty much since then, there's not been an awful lot with LA Knight and Logan Paul, and that's that's pretty much been it for the for ending for ending Roman's reign. Uh, mm-hmm. But and meanwhile, you've had a bit of turmoil with the way with Jimmy and, and Solo. Um, Jay's gone over to Raw. He's he's made up a word, had that word taken off him and got it back. Uh, so I think the second half of the year has maybe not been as strong, but certainly the first half of the year with all the the, the twists and turns that went on with the bloodline, uh, it's uh, it's it was, it was definitely stronger than that in that first six months. What about you guys? What, where, where do you see the bloodline? Saga continuing into in 2024. Do you think we are going to see Cody finish the story against them at Mania, or is it? Is well, it's something it? I would like to talk about in one of our categories later. 
I'll briefly, I'll briefly touch on it then. Um, I think that, I think it's, it's dampened down to the stage where it's had so many ups and downs, um, and so much, like we say, cinema, so much um, positive aspect to it that I think it's, I think, as well as Roman maybe wanting to go part time, stay part time, that sort of thing. Um, obviously, we, we we can't forget he's he's not really been well the last 10, 15 years of his life as well. You can't you don't want to abuse him too much. Um, I think that we need we need a new direction. The bloodline doesn't have to completely go away. Maybe just stick it on the back burners for for a year of Cody Rhodes, um, and then sort of recharge the batteries, fresh it up a wee bit. And if you want to still do the bloodline stuff, we sort of reintroduce it as a as a main story but not the story um, just with Jimmy and Jay at Wrestlemania I think that's going to be how it goes um, it's what they've wanted it's what they've advocated for the last 10-15 years of their career um, so yeah I think we give Roman Reigns a bit of time off to be off rather than um, rather than him no be there and get a wee bit of backlash from the fans that he's no defending this belt. We need a full champion in there every pay-per-view giving us four, four and a half star matches and sort of switch it up a little bit until we can bring it back round to some Roman Reigns tribal chief shit. So, yeah, excited Good for stuff. that. Good stuff. Well, I mean, those those are three, <clears throat> three massive stories uh, which we grace any, uh, any dirt sheet uh, round up of the year, so I'm happy enough with those. Uh, and from the front, we'll turn to the back, uh, back page where we look at our favourite matches uh, over the, the, the past year. Uh, in fact, hang on, we're going to do this, because we, we have got, we were going to do our, oh no, no, this isn't part of that, sorry. I'm spilling the beans too, that's the wine, kicking in already. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> But the back, back pages of the year, uh, so our favourite matches. Uh, Steve, come to you first. Of all the matches that you've uh, witnessed across Raw, SmackDown, Superstars, Main Event, Rampage, Collision, Dynamite, World of Sport, uh, the the one with the midgets, uh, Impact, oh I forgot Impact. Grado's Family Bash. Grado's Family, family Bash. bash. What, what is your number one? What is your number one match of the year? Yeah, we touched on before. We dedicated pretty much half an episode to it. It's Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. Uh, two from this year's Forbidden Door. What a match. What a match. Um, the, the Tiger Driver held uh, around the world. was featured in it. Um, I think it's also Will Ospreay's crowning moment. I would say it was kind of his uh, ultimate, um, uh, his sort of ultimate kind of uh, moment as well. Probably secured him his his move to uh, to EW permanently. Uh, but aye, that would be my match of the year. Yeah, it was it was a, a cracking one, and I mean, it was the the thing that Forbidden Door was kind of sold on. Was this match? It seemed, you know, like as with the the first one, 
the the cards kind of it came together with with very little build, but because everyone had seen Austria Omega at the start of the year, the, the moment that that was announced that they were going to run it back at Forbidden Door, that's that's what had people parting with their cash or or try to find it in his goal. Uh, dot com, um, <laughs> but the it, it was a cracking match, and it was it was a good mix of both men's aerial ability, their strength, and their performance all throughout as well. Uh, also, the storytelling as well for, do, for doing naked. Yeah, the, the story, uh, the story told in it was fantastic. Right, but as you said, you know the the tiger heard around the. The, the world, you know, that right. that's probably one of the, it's, it's up there with, with one of the best wrestling visuals of the year as well right, I think you're right if you, if you watched it with the Wrestle Kingdom match and then watched the Forbidden Door match, it's it's so, it's, it's like the it's basically a sequel to a movie do you know what I mean, it's like um, it, was, it's, it was like um, kind of like the bat, bat, like what Dark Knight was to Batman Begins. It was like the first one, but ramped up with the, the tension even higher and with more drama and with more action and with more uh, violence, I guess you could say as well, because it was a, 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 a very violent match as well, in a way. Not violent hang, like Swerve Hangman was, the Texas Death match, but I think about like Osprey licking the the blood, uh, Omega's blood off his bicep and getting the Usyk fuck chant, you know? I mean, that was... A hell of a moment as well, and then like Wait, the comparisons really like how. So there you go. So I was going to say like yeah, it was it was Osprey's revenge as well because like Omega brutalized him in the in the Tokyo Dome match, whereas Osprey got his revenge because uh, he was doing it on Omega's tough in more way more ways than one. It was in Omega's promotion and in his home country as well, so it was like perfect revenge for Osprey as well, and that's where the great storyline. Um, storytelling comes into it as well. Mm-hmm. Am I right in thinking as well? Uh, there, there was some kind of Benoit adjacent thing that went on in that match. Or am I getting like, confused with something else? Did you put, put the put the cross face on? Put the cross face on Kenny? Or you're not, did, no, uh, no, you're like a Danielson, you know. Was it? Was that Danielson? I think, was that not Danielson or Cad or, or Saber Jr.? I, I, remember, I remember there being something Benoit adjacent at some point mm-hmm. during the year. Uh, was that was it the Wrestle Kingdom one or the Forbidden Door one where the it was like uh, a brain buster on the exposed turnbuckle as well? That was the that was the the Wrestle Kingdom one. It was a DDT. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I, I think yes. Osprey took it harder than he was meant to because he was like concussed for a full two or three minutes in that one as well. Mm. Yeah, like just two two guys at the absolute peak top of their game. Uh, going at it not once but twice during the year. Uh, Lewis, would you be a bit disappointed that they didn't do uh, the the third match at All In? I was I was expecting it anyway. I was fully expecting that. Um, whether it was for the US title or just as a sort of rubber match, um, I would have liked to see it. Um, I don't know why it didn't happen, considering they were both on the card. Um, I, I clearly they've got other plans, or maybe the maybe the payoff as um, Osprey was a Osprey at the time was in 
I'm mainly a New Japan wrestler. Um, first one, uh, am I right in thinking the first one? The first one happened in Japan between the the two yeah. of them. Um, yeah, second one in America, Kingdom. or yep, no, yeah, second one Canada. in America, Canada. Well, yeah, second one in right. the North America, and then third one. I feel as though there maybe be some some politics behind it, where the third one maybe has to go back to Japan, being um, their sort of overlook overwatch of the match. Um, so maybe that's why it didn't happen. But I was I was definitely expecting it to, uh, and yeah. <sighs> We got we got good matches anyway, you know. We got Osprey Jericho, um, one of Jericho's better matches of the last few years. Mm-hmm. Maybe Osprey bringing them through it a little bit, but obviously we knew we knew the spectacle that it was. I don't think you you really needed that match if there was going to be issues with other promotions. I don't think you needed that match to to happen at that event. I think it sold itself. It's um, it was bigger than one match. It was bigger than even any match really um, it was just sort of announcing that AEW's there so I think I think they'll they'll come together again in the future um, have another match 5, 6, 7, 8 I'd watch them every day um, and they're able to change it up so whenever it happens I'll be here for it Yep, and obviously, you know, uh, we know that Kenny Omega is an avid listener to the Daft Sheet. We hope that he gets better uh, from his uh, diverticulitis diagnosis uh, that he was uh, was speaking about over the weekend there. Uh, Now, you mentioned there, Lewis, we kind of spoke about uh, the the lack of the the third match between the two of them being at all in. My match of the year uh, was the the first match on the, the main card for all in, which was CM Punk against Samoa Joe. Uh, I think that had Punk not returned to WWE, uh, that match is pretty much the perfect send-off for them. I thought, you know, going in there with someone that he's he's fought countless times over the years, uh, has travelled the roads with, has great chemistry with, and the the just the quality of that match. You know, it, it wasn't you know, it wasn't a, a five-star Omega Osprey match. But it hit everything that you wanted to hit in it. Yeah, you know, you had uh, Punk shit house in the crowd with the, the Hogan uh, stances and uh, just play, playing up that, that character that he'd been sort of curating while he was on collision. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Getting put through the, the announce table and then coming out bleeding uh, with, the, with the white gear as well. A great visual. Uh, even in the aftermath, you know the 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 guy in the crowd that caught him gigging, <laughs> you know just just Fucking all that coming into it, battering himself with it. <laughs> Aye, like that's not how you do it. That's not how you do it. Uh, and just like you know, breaking out the Pepsi plunge to to win the match as well. And then it, it was as if he was saying goodbye, like when he walked back up the ramp as well. And he knew because he, he, he just kicked fuck it at Jack Perry. Aye. Aye. <laughs> like no, no one, no one, what we know happened before it and has since happened after it. It just it, it sort of canonizes that match. And again, you can't uh, you can't understate Joe in the match either. You know, Joe was probably at the, the best that he's been in his AEW run during that match. Uh, we we had seen him nope CM Punk on an episode of Dynamite, I think it was. Or maybe I love those. I love when he does that. Uh, and then he did it at uh, 
not not only did he do it at Wembley, he, he called him a wanker as well. Uh, which <laughs> just just everything about that match I loved. It, it's it, it made me feel the same this year as I did watching Punk against Eddie Kingston last year, uh, which I think was my match of the year last year in terms of the the pure hatred that was in that match. And again, only you know eight nine minutes max. And you just you get everything you get everything out of it that you want in a pro wrestling match. So it's so a punk against Joe would be would be my pick there. Um Lewis, what about yourself? What was your match of the year? Um I don't know whether to I've got, I've got a, a mix of two in my head. I'm a I'm a massive uh, mark for old Walter in the in the Fed. Um however I think I think I'm gonna have to go back to one whether I don't know whether I mentioned it in the in the lost the lost video. Be good if I did because I can say the same shit. Um <laughs> but I'll I'll go with Hangman and Swerve. Mm. It was just it was one of those things that was we've seen a lot of good triple threats, but I don't know if I've seen anything that vicious in the last twenty twenty years discounting um ECW. Um no seen a lot lot of matches up barbaric. I'll leave a couple of details out in case anyone mentions as I'm uh, later on, but just the uh, like I said the last time, just going through the list of shit that happened in that match, um and alongside all the brutal spots was just sort of the the arrival of Swerve. We've seen how he's sort of catapulted himself from that moment, uh, from that match to so the mainstream that he's in now, you know, he was out on the field with uh, the cheer cheerleaders uh, at the Jacksonville Jaguars today, was it? As we're recording, uh, um, it was yesterday, yesterday, I think. Yeah, last night. Um, and he's. It just makes you think why what WWE didn't see in him, you know. Um, he's been lost in the shuffle in WWE. You know, he's a. You can tell he's a. He's an absolute star. Um. He could have been an Intercontinental Champion, an NXT Champion, everything, if he wasn't maybe surrounded with a, a rapper gimmick, um, a sort of a sort of cult gimmick that he was in in Hit Row. Um, he's broke out by himself. And I suppose he's got the, you know, the Mughal Embassy and all that, but he's he's bigger than he's bigger than all that. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out yeah. completely by himself soon. Um, and I think he's just brilliant. And Hangman, he's he's old faithful. He's a trusty hand to put against anyone you want to have a good match. Um, he kind of started off as the fourth member of the elite. He's turned himself into the elite member in AEW, so as opposed to Kenny Omega. Wait, I... As much as I enjoyed the, the emotional aspect of the, the Punk Joe match, it didn't get me going, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck, the, the whole way through, yeah. like, the, like the, that, that one. These week, that card, that sort of vibe. Yep, aye, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that, aye, maybe making these week, making that card. But the, the, the blood thinking spot was, was just the, I was going to say the, the icing on the cake, but no, it's. It's it's more than that. That was the start of the match. The fact, yeah, the fact that was at the start of the match. Three minutes in. Is is mental. But uh, but yeah, it was just it was one of the most visceral feelings that I've had 
watching other a wrestling match uh, this year. And as you, as you were saying as well there, Lewis, you know, the fact that WWE didn't really know what they had with him uh, is, is testament to how well he has put a case forward for for being for, for being him for twenty twenty four. Like yeah. if they if they don't if they don't put the, the world championship on him at some point in twenty twenty four then AEW like wrestling in general is down the shit. It has to be a champion. Yeah. He's just he's so over right now. Yeah, he's 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 on the. Open. I'll I'll speak. I'll, I'll quickly summarise what I was saying uh, before I get fucking flung by the wind again. Um, just it just it brought me back to these matches I loved when I was a kid. One of my favourite matches ever for for some weird reason that no one else will probably agree with is Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon at King of the Ring two thousand and one. Just because it was mm. brutal. Yeah, it was such a good comparison. It's such an it's such an underrated match where it just you looked at both men thinking, please stop. You know, um, there was one point in that match where Vince actually wanted to come out and stop the match. I was, I felt the same way about right. this one, but you couldn't keep your eyes off it. The, you know, you wanted to look away, but couldn't keep your eyes I, off it. The one that I kind of most reminisce uh, of it was the street fight, uh, Cactus Jack and Triple H, Royal Rumble 2000, Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. The one that kind of opened everybody's eyes to the talent Triple H was, and that, that one had a yeah. kind of scary aspect, because Triple H, I think, confirmed in his autobiography years later that uh, they had to have a, a blood transfusion after that match, because he he, he he actually felt faint, uh, and I think also Foley said that um, it was a match where he decided, fuck, I've got to retire now, because um, I'm, my, my body's knackered, but more than that, I can't keep doing matches like this. Um, etc. So, I that that's that's one that kind of um that I link it uh, link it to, and I it's uh, you know hardcore matches. I know they're not to everybody's liking, but when done right in a heated feud, and that's and and you know that's the other thing we need to remember. It was a it was a it was a really well um thought out uh, feud uh, as well, and it fit. The, to- the toxicity of that relationship that those two were having on on screen, because um, what that's one thing that that's been missing for years and years of wrestling that really heated feuds between two guys, uh, where the blow off match was a massive disappointment. Like mm. the famous ones, Randy Orton and Triple H in the run up to WrestleMania twenty five, they had all this. Crazy shit. Breaking out the house shit and all that. Ah, uh, yeah. Randy Orton. Kissing stuff. The, the head off every McMahon family. And then, and then he went out and had a, a board of a, of a 15 minute match. You know, here, here, you know, here we are now finally getting feud ending, uh, hellacious matches again. Where, like, obviously it was, it was the feud ender on, on this occasion between the two of them. And no doubt, they will cross paths again down the line, but how how do they talk that? How how do they talk? I mean that that's what match two that they had. Uh-huh. They've won both of them, but how how like if there's a third match between them, you've got to think that it's got to be like a championship match. There's got to yep. be like stakes like that on the line. But how do how do you talk a match? There's got to be like that. absolutely obliterated each other. I like, maybe like there's a stipulation involved where the loser can never challenge 
for the title again if the other holds it. If that makes sense, yeah. like, uh, like, like if if Hangman loses, he can never challenge again for the for the time being or for the remainder of Swerve's reign. Or if Swerve loses, he can't get a rematch. So, um, so the the stakes are up to even higher. And the only one that springs to mind is Hell in a Cell. I know, and and AEW, it's 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 blood and guts. It's got to be something visually. Yeah. Iconic. It's got to be brutal. It's got to be bloody. I would have. I would just go over the top with it. I would have like shit where um, hangman's and outside. I know, but I'm thinking something like <laughs> the hangman's about to set swerving fire or some mad shit, and then the box and Omega come out and say to that hangman, "Adam, don't for fuck's sake, you're going to murder the guy," or Swerve's going to do some mental way. Uh, with Hangman and maybe Nana and Brian Cage come out and say, Swerve, Jesus Christ, enough's enough. Like, do something like really over the top. Make it like the, most, <laughs> uh, the most, for the, mo- the most insane thing. Like, have, have shit where it gets reported on Fox News where they go, like, these fucking <laughs> nutcase wrestlers are trying to murder each other and this sure, is kids are watching and um, America's dying, etc., etc. Go over the top with it. Go over the top with it. I mean, in, in in terms of what they, they can do without actually killing each other, see if they did the exploding barbed wire death match again. But yeah, they do it do it again properly. Yeah, that's uh, probably it, where it goes. Yeah, I think one thing right. on that as well. Just like I, I find it, I find it really refreshing that match in terms of <clears throat> in every other wrestling feud that was completely set up for Hangman winning. You know, he's he's tormented him. He's been uh, around his gaff and all that. You know, he's he's fucking causing him uh, emotional pain and well, all this. I think. I'm glad that it was Swerve that won because it's, it's yeah. cemented his spot as a star. But exactly. in, in a way, it's, it's been good for Hangman because he's now have, having this kind of spiral effect in. Um, and there's no rumours he might be the devil, um, or he, but he's, he's in well, he's in the mix with that sort of that storyline now. And I think if he's not the devil, I think a heel turn's coming. I think I think that's the next logical step for him that he, he got he got that fucking ass kicking where he and he lost his arch rival, and he's now in this dark frame of mind. So a heel turn's got to be in the horizon for him. Yeah, there's a there is a a good intertwining uh, of the the stories. I like how Hangman's been woven into the the, the devil stuff. Even though I'm, I'm not a, a particularly big fan of of the devil storyline itself, but it's it's bringing him and MGF close together, which which you can't argue with. You know, it's 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 money. A money feud. Mm-hmm. But again, three matches that we've mentioned there: Kenny v. Will two. Uh, Punk B Joe and uh and Swerve Hangman. Uh all, all good matches. Do some there... mentions? Yeah, well, I was gonna say, yeah, because we've got no WWE matches in there. Oh, um, I was gonna say we've got to say the triple the, the triple threat, Seamus Drew and uh yes, that was other one I that's other one I did it over. Uh, Charlotte Ripley was a good gene, so was uh Gunther Miz uh, from Monday. 
I didn't want to throw I, that I, in there if anyone's seen it. Match, there was a there was a lot. I, I heard a lot of good things about it, and then I watched it, and I was like, "Aye, it was it was good, but it's, it's good enough." Pulling Miz through it again. Certainly, you know, mm-hmm. Miz pulling out some actual wrestling in it was, was good. Trish and Becky in the steel cage. Yes, I Trish enjoyed Becky that. The steel cage was really good. Uh, impact. We got any Miz impact matches? Speedball Mike Bailey versus. Yeah. Can't forget them. Yep. Uh, New Japan, yeah. Actually, New Japan's kind of gone downhill. It feels I've, I've not caught much of it. The only like really good watch, uh, like, must see match I heard was uh, uh, I think it was Hiromu and um, is it uh, what's he call him again? Oh, El Fantasmo. I think it was uh, Wrestling Dontaku. I'll take your word on that because I have no right. point of reference. I want to. I got to have got to have throw in a uh, Dragonov versus Hayes uh, three two into that. Um, go back and watch that if you've not. It's a. It was a just a match between two of the be- two of the best in the world. You know, it doesn't matter what stage it's on. If you have two of the best in the world, it's ridiculous. I... I would also throw in uh, again going back to AEW, uh, Danielson against Zack Saber Junior and the uh-huh. uh, the Iron Man match for MJF as well, uh, and the the strap match for Ricky Starks. Yeah, there's that as well. Uh, again, on a more local level, one of the best local tag matches I think I've seen live uh, was uh, the Buckfast Battalion. Uh, against the <laughs> Freshners uh, from one of the Titanic wrestling shows earlier in the year. So, Jord the Boy and Sticky against uh, Fabio and Martin Steers. It was very, very good. Uh, Jason so. Reed versus uh, Stevie James uh, from uh, Shugs' party this year. That was my favourite match I watched live in uh, uh, ICW this year. One of my favourite matches as well was um, when we had a, a pint with Grado at the live show and Forty-five minutes later, he was entry number twenty-six in the square goal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> got that when he touched us off. But no, that was, uh, there, was a, there was a lot, lot of good wrestling this year. A lot of good wrestling, and there's probably ones that we've we've forgotten about as well. But uh, but the few that we've picked out as a, a top D are the ones making it into the the daft sheet annual. Uh, now uh, we are. This is a bumper episode, but uh, you know we we spoke at length about the PhD about the gossip, and you know we can't really look at gossip from the year gone by as such because it's, it's either happened or it hasn't. Uh, so uh, just you know, in in brief, it's been a good year for gossip from the punk rumors to the Sasha Banks rumors that are going about the Mercedes money rumors. Loads of stuff uh, going on. You know, at one point we thought WWE was going to get bought out by Saudis and then by Disney. Uh, it's been lots and lots of stuff. It's mental when that's like that's putting the backbone. And that, yeah. I think how huge that is. Like merging with UFC, and yet that's like an afterthought this year. Unbelievable. And then there was the rumours of Vince coming back, and then he did come back, and then the rumours that he was leaving, and then he did leave. And he had a moustache. 
and he was looking all, <laughs> all mental. Uh, and then watch that came now. What pimp came in right now? Yep, and he's now known as crying meme guy. That's uh, that's a bit mad. Uh, so yeah, uh, there's been lots of lots of lots of rumours and innuendo going about uh, this year. And we hope that 2024 is full of that as well. Now, what we're going to do now, uh, on the on the episode that, that wasn't uh, episode 21, we had pitched that we were going to do an award show uh, uh, called The Sheeties. Uh, but obviously it didn't go out. And what we were going to do is we were going to get everybody in the Wrestling Daft Discord, all the Wrestling Daft followers on social media, to help us vote for uh, certain categories. Uh, but alas, that episode never went out. It didn't feel right to, to do the full awards thing without the, the contribution of the listeners. So we have got four or five different categories uh, that we've uh, that we've compiled that we... In fact, it's just the four, four categories uh, that we've compiled tonight. And we're each going to give uh, an individual sheet to the, the people that we have uh, picked or the moments that we've picked. Uh, for those. So we're going to go for male wrestler of the year, female wrestler of the year, uh, moment of the year, and botch of the year as well. Uh, so we'll start off with botch of the year, because I don't, I don't want to end on a sour note. We'll start, we'll, we'll get the scenes underway with botch of the year. Uh, Steve, what was your choice for that? Well, was, um, what you touched on earlier, um, about Cody, it's him not winning at WrestleMania. Um, I still think um, they should have put the belt on him. Um, and I think now they're regretting it because Roman's been inactive largely since the summer. Um, and you. Obviously, they didn't know at the time they were going to re-sign CM Punk. Right, so you can't you can't criticize him for this. But now him entering the fold puts them in a pickle because it, it now what I know you think well business wise it's it's the stars of a line because they've got the two twin main events they could have Punk versus Seth night one Roman Cody two on night two but one overshadows the other and I think Punk if, certainly if he were to beat Seth and win the world title it takes a shine away from Cody um, and I think as well I, I remember Rob talking about it when the main show um, were dissecting WrestleMania he summed up perfectly it just stinks of just a big corporate decision it stinks of um of a bit of, of corporate fear because maybe after WrestleMania or maybe like going into it, they were about to announce the TKO formation, the merger with UFC. So they decided to st- stick with the, the safe option and keep the belt on Roman. Uh, but I thought everything was, was set up there for Cody to win it. They, they had the whole finish the story um, thing. And I also feel now Cody's lost some of his momentum. You know I know, the, the, shines, the shines came off. Uh-huh. And it, when he eventually does win it, I'm going to say, right, cool, instead of go wild and mark out about it, like I would have had I would have uh, at, at WrestleMania. 
had to go through it and route through with it. There is some logic to see out there that it, it, it means more if he if he suffers the loss first before he, he gets the win. Hard times because, as well. like yeah yeah there's there was that and like did he, and there was a, there's also that, that theory, did he truly earn it? Um in the sense that he he didn't really he didn't really go through the adversity. I know that's such crazy given he had that torn pectoral that put him out for six months yeah, big, and he had that grueling hell in a cell match with, with, with Seth, but we hadn't seen him suffer yet. Like the reason why we were so on board with Sa- with Sammy um, becoming champ and dethroning Roman was because he would seen him kind of downtrodden in a way. He had a kind yeah. of people's champion uh, or about him uh, or like a blue collar workers with a relationship. We don't feel that with Cody. Cody's got some of a somewhat of a entitled view because he was born into wrestling and he grew up fairly wealthy mm-hmm. given who his dad was and that. And I, th- and I think Gradle's also talked about this. Cody's had a touch of the, the peak Cena um, about him. His promos are at, at the, certainly the early times. As good as a talk as he is, comes across as a bit fake sometimes. Um, but still, uh, I felt he should have went through with it. And look how inactive that title's now become since Roman mm. is, you know, since because Roman has only had is it is it only two defences? Jay SummerSlam and the early night. And Kevin Owens at Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. No, that that was that yeah. was before WrestleMania. Two after that. I know I know he's gonna face Randy, which is great and I can't I can't wait for it, but might be the it might be the three of them. Um I think it might be Randy, AJ, and LA Knight at the Royal Rumble. That's something actually. Yeah, that's something we've never seen. Have we? Has there been has there been a Roman Reigns match with more than two people in it? Obviously, we had um, Edge, Triple Threat with Edge and Brian. Yeah, Edge and Brian. But other time. than that, there's one one Triple Threat in a three year reign. Um, Give us a bit of peril, you know, a little bit of peril. Six man fucking hell in a cell. Something that makes you think, shit, here we go. Here we actually go rather than here we go, you know. We're good to vary it up. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm in agreement. I think that's uh, uh, a strong candidate there. Uh, My kind of botch of the year uh, would be everything that's going on with the devil. In AEW, I think you can st- it, it stems right back to Adam Cole uh, smashing his ankle, needlessly smashing his ankle. I mean, you'd have think you'd have thought that having seen what CM Punk did jumping into the crowd and breaking his foot, that anybody that's doing a, a run out to the ring or whatever is going to be more careful. But as soon as Adam Cole uh, came out uh, to to help MJF. Uh, to to will him on to victory, uh, and and ding ding his ankle. It, it's just set the wheels in motion for for the long shite comedy with with all this strong in the, the kingdom. Uh, it's meant that the the devil stuff has been long drawn out far more than it should have been. Uh, 
they just need to get to, to a point where they unleash who it is. Like, let us know who it is. I'd imagine that's going to happen, that uh, Worlds Collide, uh, which would be a fitting, fitting time to, to end it. And I think there's been a few kind of... There's been a few tells as to some of the guys that are involved in it. Uh, over the last few weeks, I think Warlow is one of them. The Kingdom looked to be involved in it as well, going by kind of the head shapes and stuff. But uh, I think the the blame for all of this being being prolonged and uh, really so not not spoiling as such, but but souring the the MGF Adam Cole friendship stuff that was so popular over the summer. Uh, I think the the devil stuff has been my, been weak. Yeah, my problem with it, Chris, is the it's been such a mishmash. It's like I, I just quote it as a really good storyline. It's had me intrigued, but so many other stuffs going going on. You've had mm-hmm. Samoa Joe coming in to it. What Wardlow's, you know, been on the fringes of it uh, as well. And now you've got Hangman involved with it, and it's. They're kind of all over the place with it. And I, I, I've got a fear that Tony Khan himself hasn't decided who it is. Um, I, 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 think, I, think, I think he does know who it is. I think there's been enough fair enough. But, there's been enough put into it that we know that it's either Jack Perry or it's not Jack Perry. Jack Perry. Everything that's everything that's happened has involved glass, which is the biggest sort of tell, and and whether it being Perry or not, real sugar glass. glass stuff. Oh uh, I think it's uh, got in terms of logic, it's got to either be Adam Cole or it's MJF himself that he's thrown us, or somebody completely different that that he's been that Tony Khan has been able to bring in on the sly. To completely blow everything out of the water on it. Uh, who would that be, though? Who would who, who would you be? Who I would you be shocked seeing? You know the amount the amount of returns and debuts we've seen this year. And maybe it's a bad year to do something like this. But who would who would you really be shocked to see? There's my. I guess that's my question. Uh, Somebody like came up with a theory that it could be Billy Corgan. Like he's, <laughs> I don't know what it's. it's the theory is, ah, it's 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 all the control your narrative voice. <laughs> but uh, the there was a good one that I'd seen, or, or the good link that I'd seen, uh, where they were talking about because they'd mentioned it on air about the 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 broadcast being hijacked and stuff like that, and someone who's had a bit of a, a past with that. Is Sammy Callahan, uh, and I don't think that would be an awful uh, reveal if it was Sammy Callahan, because nice. uh, I think he, he it was Solomon Crow. He was in, in NXT, wasn't NXT, it? yeah, and obviously didn't get over as such. But that hacker thing was uh, it was decent enough there, uh, and then he, he, he's done really well in, in Impact, and I think. He's he's got the he's got the chops. He's got the character. He's got the brutality. That he could be a, a a good reveal in there. Or I mean, if you're looking at hacker stuff, uh, it could be uh, uh, any of the 
retribution. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to, uh, Mustafa Ali as well. Uh, that, about, would actually, uh, you... that would be cool if it's Mustafa, Mustafa Ali. Yep. Actually. Because yeah. everyone's kind of forgotten that, that he he went away. Uh, what about uh, you, Lewis? What would you say has been the biggest fumble? Uh, a kindness that I started with one thing and I've sort of spiralled in my brain within the last 20 minutes of it kind of being the whole situation of Steve kind of mentioned as as you went on about so much shit going on that you kind of get lost from the the story a little bit um, which is exactly how I feel about the money in the bank briefcase right now um, first I wanted LA Knight to when I was like I was in the building with one of the 20,000 willing LA Knight up that ladder every step and when Damien Priest won it you you were gutted for 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour and then you went aye, okay, cool, we know why they've done that, they've got a storyline going um, with the Judgment Day however now that I look back on it the introduction of CM Punk, you've got Drew McIntyre no letting grip of that go Sami Zayn Everyone in this world title picture, like we've said before, it gives you a massive fuck-off headache by the terms of it's going to piss someone off if they are not the next champion. Kayfabe and real life. You know, Drew McIntyre should be the next champion. No bullshit about that. Drew McIntyre should be... Yeah. Last couple of months, he's he's been on fire. And he's, he's been... Although he's maybe been overplaying it, He's, yeah. he's been explaining exactly why he's the, the best yeah. candidate for it. He's the most logical person there. He needs to be the next champion. But CM Punk, okay, he can't take that title off Seth Rollins because it's going to be a WrestleMania thing between CM Punk and uh, Seth Rollins. You've got Jey Uso. Is he going to have a shot for it? Is he in there? Um, Drew McIntyre's already threatened to leave the company via bad booking, being looked over um, by other people, just instantly being done by CM Punk. And then I finally get to Damien Priest. You know, I finally get to the guy that's holding the money in the bank briefcase, who's got all the all the tools, all the power in real life. You just wait till CM Punk, uh, you just wait till Seth Rollins is asleep in his bed, fucking put a chloroform rag over his mouth and then win that belt. Um... <laughs> But it's there's so there's an absolute minefield of how to not piss someone off right now. Triple H has created all these stars and he's tiptoeing through everywhere to try and figure out uh, the navigation to this perfect ending of Seth Rollins' reign. And I just I've just come to the conclusion that Damien Priest is gonna fail the cash in. He's, he's not got enough. There's not enough time for him to cash in with all the stuff they want to happen and, and if, if I'm honest, it's I'm, not going to happen he's a guy that doesn't interest me I'm really sorry he's, yeah. he's a classic he's, 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 he's the new Dolph Ziggler for me he's he's a good wrestler he's got talent but he's not someone that I'm interested in he's the guy that uh, if it, whenever, whenever it's his match in a premium live event he's my piss break sorry See, the the way that I think would be the best way of him cashing in and getting over 
as champion. Cash in and Cody as soon as he beats Roman. I think that would be funny. I have mentioned fuck. that. I've mentioned uh, that, yeah. Cody's I finally finished amazing. the story and just fucked that guy, you know. I, that, I thought amazing. maybe he ends Gunther's reign. He chooses to do it in the Intercontinental title. So that, that takes him away from the the conundrum of either world titles and he instead ends Gunther's reign. Personally, I don't want it because, again, I want Gunther's reign to be ended by someone who... Whose star, his star power can shoot up. We've talked mm-hmm. about it before. I would love it to be an up and coming like Breaker or Hayes or uh, who's the guy that's in Alpha Academy? Uh, no, I forget. Oh, I forget the guy does all the, the belly bellies. No, um, fuck's sake. On the Julius Creed, Street. Creed, Creed. yeah. Aye, aye. Some, some of him that would instantly shoot, shoot up there. Uh, stop it. But how about you go nuclear heat with Damien Priest and have him in in Gunther's reign because that would that would piss off the smart the smart. Could have of a little folk. Imperium Imperium Judgment Day thing. Bring Dragon yeah, over. Nice probably well. War Games. Yeah, there's your next War Games match. Yeah. 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 Plenty, plenty of opportunity for them to do stuff there. Uh, so. Recapping that there, uh, botch of the year, I had it uh, as being the devil stuff. Steve had it being Cody not winning at Mania. And Lewis, you had it as uh, potentially Ellie Knight not winning money in the bank, but the, the repercussions of Priest winning it and being too many people over. Uh, we'll go to female wrestler of the year. Uh, I have. Uh, going a bit sentimental on this one. I'm going for Lyra Valkyria. I think she's had a great year on NXT, current NXT Women's Champion. Uh, I used to give her lifts to PWU shows in my old Fiesta. Uh, I think just seeing from, from where Aoife has been and what she did here in, in Northern Ireland and down with Fight Factory uh, and, and OTT and stuff like that to where she is now. Uh, appearing regularly on the main roster, or she was when Becky was champion, uh, to to being the the figurehead of the women's division in NXT, it's 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 been a massive thing for her. Uh, and I saw that her coaches from FFPW, uh, Katie Harvey and Debbie Keitel, uh, they had been over spending some time with her in Florida uh, over the last week while, uh, and, and getting to see uh, how how she's kind of flourished and at that wouldn't be surprised to see her in the rumble come January as well uh, so, so yeah I'm going to go with uh, Lyra Valkyria but I've got a feeling that you guys have got some more, uh, another uh, idea for who you think should be your, your female of the year You can announce it Steve Well, it's a unanimous one isn't it, it's rare Ripley she's she, she head and shoulders above the best, uh, above the rest. Um, I'm a bit sad talking about this subject because, unfortunately, I think it's been a weak year for women's wrestling on, on all fronts. AW's re- uh, women's division still feels weak to me. Um, I mean, they've had good stuff. Tony Storm's, uh, 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 she's got timeless gimmicks done really well but the 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 way that the the, the AW women's title has been pretty poor the whole passing you know 
past, past the parcel situation between her and Sheeda. Since the summer's been a bit, been a bit frustrating to see. Sarayas um, vein was a bit of a flop as well. Yeah, that was weird. Um, they only did that for the sake of a hometown pop, and even then, it wasn't really worth it in the end. Um, I think one though, I think does deserve a mention. I think if we could put, if we had a breakout so, uh, category, like a breakout of the year, Julia Hart, she's done very well yes. this year. Mm-hmm. She's came out of the shadow of the House of Black, and she's so far having a really strong TBS. Title reign, and um, she's one of the, definitely one of the more watchable aspects of AEW right now because, like Christ, not much of else is watchable right now. Um, so I think she does deserves a mention, but Ezra Ripley and Lewis, I know you're going to agree with me on that. As um, I think, I think in terms of her in ring work, um, obviously the match. She had the best match of her career against Charlotte Flair, and I, I would I would say that the the rest of the stuff she's been in has been quite lackluster in terms of matches and everything. But it's just the the aura and the character that she portrays. There's been there's been no woman um, within the last few years other than Becky Lynch being the man that's just made you think star. You know, made you think star that that Rhea Ripley is, um, and. She's, and we've never thought of. I, I, I'm sure that a lot of people at the start of the year would have thought put her against the men, you know, give her, give her a shot against Rey Mysterio, give her a shot against Dom, whatever it would have been. There's a lot of rumour, baby. She's facing Rey. <coughs> so what, sorry? Probably. Is there not a rumour? Is there not a rumour kicking about that she's facing Rey at WrestleMania? I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd like to see that because it's got to be better than a match against Maxine Dupin uh, for the last week. Again, that, that, that was a great bout. Uh, it was, it was, it was dreadful. It was a feast <laughs> for the again, eyes, not the, not the wrestling um, crowd. Yeah, yeah, but like, it was, it, it was a, it was a text. If you wanted to know how to sandbag an opponent, that's the. <laughs> That's a, that's a good match to go to. Someone that's who weighs eighty pounds managed to sandbagger. Yep, yep it was awful. But there's been a lot of uh, positives about the other play uh, this year, so I'd be happy to give her the award over uh, Lyra Valkyria on on uh, on merit. I suppose Lyra Valkyria has done very well uh, on NXT. It'd be great to see how she goes. In fact, she did a real good match against the other play as well, didn't she? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, but two two very, very worthy uh, uh, awards being given out there for the Female Wrestler of the Year. Uh, and then we'll go to Male Wrestler of the Year. Uh, Steve, who are you giving that to? I'm going to go with MJF. Um, not everything about his world title reign has been smooth. We've just touched on the bit of, the, bit of a mess that the devil storyline that he's at the centre of has been botched in a way, but overall he's he's proven to be the main event talent we kinda of always knew yeah. he was going to be since the very the very first time we laid eyes on him in AEW and he's not disappointed. He is the company's ace. Uh, he is their he is the guy that they're gonna build the the roster around if they can secure him on a new contract, which I think will happen. Um, they need them as well. They desperately need them long term. Like I've 
people suspect the AEW is gonna is dying or, or it's gonna die soon. No, it's not. But if MGF were to leave them, then I'm starting to get scared of, of its future. Um, but I'm confident that he will remain there. He's happy there. He is there. He is their homegrown star, um, and he is the. I still believe he is like going to be the next wrestler that transcends into the mainstream media. We're already seeing it. Actually, he was inducted into the Jewish Sports Hall of Fame, which is an unbelievable achievement. Um, he's he's about to be seen around the world in the Iron Claw, albeit he's only got a minor role. He's only in about four or five scenes, but still, apparently, quite a lot of it. Uh, going by sure. the going by what people have been saying online. Apparently. Oh yeah, actually, because I, I have I have heard because they're trying to make it Oscar baity that the they've got less of that wrestling aspect and it's a bit of a shame but mm-hmm. you'll have other opportunities I'm sure um, and he's had and let's not forget he's had absolutely tremendous matches the Ironman match with Danielson was a banger the the Omega match at Collision was a banger the, the Cole match all at Wembley was a banger the all in main yeah um, he's had he's had a tremendous tremendous run with it um and like I say, the tail end of it's tailed off. He's, injuries have, have hampered his run a lot, but but overall, I, I think he's my he's my pick of pick of the, the rest of the year. And let, let's not forget as well how I mean, every time he picks up a mic, we the rest of the world stops and listens. You know, he's one of the f- few guys, um, along with I guess Punk and The Rock and. Um, and, uh, and Jericho at least uh, at least back in the day anyway the whole wrestling world stops and listens and, and here's and here's him cut a promo um, I think it's, it's it's akin almost to this, this is what probably <coughs> what, what Ric Flair's title range were like in his NWA yeah. day in the 80s it feels like that I think we're seeing the closest equivalent of that modern day cool cool uh, Lewis who would be your male wrestler of the year I would although it's been a really good year for a lot of the men in AEW I'll move back to WWE and I I can't look past Gunther he's 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 captivated that title he's he is the best intercontinental champion of all time um, I know folk will have favourites where Mr Perfect Bret Hart I'm not I'm not discounting them, but in my lifetime at least, um, he is the one that's matched the storytelling with the um, the matches and within the last couple of months you've seen that he's pretty fucking good in the mic as well. You know, he, yeah. he, he speaks like that that heel. He, he's not a, a big monster that I'll kill you and I'll do this. He's just he's just gentleman. He's a proper guy that'll just smash it in, you know, and his, his finishers as well, he's so varied in everything he does, he's not he's not looking for that breaking breaking kayfabe and everything it's like, in a in a scrap you'd, you'd watch for that RKO, you know, you'd you'd no leave yourself on your hands and knees for Seth Rollins stomp um, you'd if somebody was on the top rope of somewhere, you'd, you'd watch. He just catches it from anywhere—a power bomb, a splash, a sleeper hold, a, a clothesline, a, 
a chop, anything, um, has that that storytelling and the the viciousness behind it to make you think, yeah, that could probably be it, you know. Um, and just out the catalogue of matches he's had, um, how do we look? And this this year he's the match against Gable, you know, where we thought it was going to be done. Um, the match against Bronson Reed on Raw, just use those two as an example. He can face the very biggest men, face the very smallest men, and give you the same outcome of an unbelievable match. Andy retains the title. You've got that triple threat that's just a very strong contender for match of the year. Um, even again, any match against Gable, Tommaso Ciampa, he's fought, he's fought Xavier Woods, um, and he's elevated everyone he's been with as well. He's not, he's in the Miz as well, he's not gone into a match and made anyone feel weaker. You can see every time he's came out of a match, not every time, but most of the time he's came out of a match, he's puffing, you know, he's giving those facial expressions like, shit, you know, get me out of here, you know, I'm not, Sitting lingering, give me the belt, let's get out of here. I've done my job. Um, thank God I've still got this belt, sort of thing as well. But you never, you never think he's a weak champion. You know, you can put on these matches yeah, where there is a bit of, yeah. He's almost the definition of what the Intercontinental Champion should be all about the the workhorse. Yeah. Uh, he's he's putting in the craft. He's putting in the match. He's he's putting in the matches. And I, there was a, something I was thinking about the other day. It was like there was a massive, massive thing over here that just before the NXT UK started about there was a huge OTT uh, feud between Jordan Devlin, now JD McDonough, and Walter now Gunter, and it was like the 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 feud that they had was like the making of Jordan Devlin. That's what got him to the the big least kind of thing. And you look at how the two of them are just now. You've got one guy who is still the absolute monster that he was five, six years ago in OTT. And you've got Jordan. I just even more ripped. You've got Jordan Devlin, who is bumping about. He's, he's the clown of the Judgment Day getting beat off Arthur. And that, 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 that's not to discredit. There's a place know, for everyone, you know. That he's done, you know, he, he, JD McDonald, he's done enough to, to get to the, the, the main roster and whatnot. But given where the two of them were five, six years ago, compared to where they are now in terms of how they're being presented, the type of wrestler that they are, it's it's pulls apart. You know, you you would imagine that, you know, if they booked Gunter v JD McDonough on the next week, it'd be an absolute swash. No doubt about it, but it'd be an absolute swash. You know, JD McDonough would do some some really good bumping. You know, he'd, he'd sell like fuck, but it would be a swash, a swash compared to what it was a couple of years, a few years back. But Gunter, everyone was kind of fearful when they get renamed. You know, everyone knew him as Walter. Everyone thought Gunter was a bit of a piss-take name. They thought that it was going to be detrimental to him. But it's it's been the making of him. And the, the intercontinental name that he's had has been, been spelled. That's so taken his professionalism as well. Chris, that um, yeah. he, a lot of others would have shied away from that, going off. They've given me a shite name, and it's going to me. The pram, that sort of thing, yeah. yeah. No, but he, he said, you know, all right, let me, let me work with it. Run with it. Um, as well, and he's obviously, he's got himself into better shape as well. He's also 
found a way to adopt adopt to that classic WWE style as well, and all the while keep to his uh, his mo as well. Um, he's just he's turned into I think the the final boss in a way. He's like tapped into that. Um, uh, he's the one baddie in the video game you can't beat. Like the, the one that gives you the gamer rage because he's cause, like you, you, you can't you, just when you finally got that wee ball hair ball hair left on his energy bar, he pulls out his magic move and fucking beats you. You know he's got he's he's, he's got that aura about him now. Yeah, he's, and the he's difference is uh, uh, just the difference between him and Roman is uh, that magic move is him himself. You know, he pulls something out of his locker. Mm-hmm. Doesn't pull someone out of his his bloodline or anything like that, which gives him sort of that credibility that some other champions maybe don't. So again, yeah, that's that, that's the ex, uh, sorry, two excellent picks for the wrestler of the year. My own pick would be Brian Danielson. Uh, I think if you look at his body of work over the, the last twelve months, it's been exceptional, especially when you consider that for the last maybe three four months he's been working either with an injury or recovering from an injury. Uh, he's had some of the best matches of the year, as we've spoken about a couple of times, you know, the, the 60-minute Ironman match with, uh, with MJF, you had the, the start match with Ricky Starks. Uh, he has been phenomenal during this Continental Classic tournament that's been going on over the last few weeks. His match with Eddie Kingston was was, was cracking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've, I've still not watched back the, the Andrade match. The, but, I was uh, going to say the, yeah, when you go, Steve. The, the Claudio match you had there, the collision was brilliant, you know. Uh, so there's 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 loads of matches to pick from, but I think the the Zack Sabre Junior match at WrestleDream I think has been my favourite because it was just a case of two of the best technical wrestlers in the world going at it as as much as they could, uh, giving giving their all in there, and then Danielson. Sort of uh, being the shape bag and and using strikes to win the match as opposed to wrestling, uh, mm-hmm. so which which obviously sets up some more in the, the long run. Uh, also, what was the one that I really enjoyed of them? Uh, was it the Kingston match? Aye, the King the Kingston match uh, a few weeks ago. You would expect, right, and, and again, I think I spoke about this in the last episode. Uh, you were expecting him to be. You know, technical and trying to gas out Eddie Kingston with 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 holds and submissions and stuff like that. But it, it was just chops and punches and knees and hard hitting stuff. Uh, and it was like a great sequence with the uh, the cattle mutilation into the like towards the finish as well. Just unreal. And the fact that he's been doing that way, you know, an arm that's been broken. Uh, an orbital bone that's been fucked. Uh, just his general health's been pish all year long, and he's still putting on some of the best matches that you're ever likely to see. So, so Brian Danielson's my nomination for, or get my award for for match of the match of the year on there. Uh, also, not match of the year, uh, men's wrestler of the year. I, I, I've always been a big mark for Brian Danielson, and I think that even the fact that you know he's having to carry collision now as well. 
quite in there since he's seen Punk. He's taking that on board and he's, he's fining everybody for their social media. He was one of the ones that was, <laughs> you know, making the suggestions to sack CM Punk as well. He's just he's he's just the guy. He's just the, the, the absolute guy uh, on it. And the the thing about it is we, we don't know how much longer we're going to have him. He's, he's just saying about retiring in 2024 at some point uh, so if we're going to get a, a few more months of him being amazing I'm, I'm all on board for that I, I think he's, he said this this week it's, it's suddenly he, he thinks he's got fewer than 30 matches left or something like that uh, it's, it's mad to think he's got fewer than 30 matches left and I had fewer than 30 matches in the five years <laughs> that I was a wrestler uh, so fair play to him fair play to him uh, so yeah, uh, Danielson, Gunter, and uh, MJF all very worthy uh, winners of our individual men's wrestler of the year awards at the Sheeties. Uh, and we'll we'll end we'll wrap this bit up with our moments of the year. Uh, my moment of the year, I think uh, I'm going to have to put it down to being the, the Wrestling Daft uh, live show back in in February. Yeah. Uh, I I really enjoyed. You know, when, when wrestling after everyone was buzzing about the, the live show, we were looking forward to it, and it didn't disappoint. As you said earlier on, Lewis, you know, the uh, the, the fact that Grado was absolutely steaming uh, during it. That's where uh, I met you as well, eh? Then it ended up in the square going. That, that was, that, that's where, where a, a friendship uh, was, was made in the, in I met the, him in the, the box. Queue. I said to <laughs> I said to Chris, I, was, I went there, I went, I originally wanted um, my pal. He said he was going to go with me. Bottled it, eh? And I went, fuck it, eh? And straight in the queue, uh, I went, seen this other boy standing by himself looking lost. Um, yep, that was me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thought, uh, thought I'd go up, introduce myself, and had a few drinks, got a little bit fucking too steaming, and here we are now, eh? So there's your, there's your fucking, my one bit of advice, eh? Don't be afraid to, to go to things by yourself, eh? I know. Yep, that's um, it. You, you know I, I, was, I went there by myself. I went by myself. I, I actually remember because, like, um, I think I was following you to the toilet. <laughs> Dirty bastard. I think that, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was our introduction to each other. Ah, it could have been. It could have been. I don't I can't remember seeing you there, Steve. I went in a, 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 I'd been tweeting with, with Blanche Cello uh, to see whether they was meeting up. And he had said Aye. that it was going to be in uh, Hengler Circus, uh, the Witherspoons, just up the box. I went yeah. in there, uh, but they had already left and were in the queue. So I went to sort of go and meet them in the queue, but they were already well ahead. And I didn't want to kind of jump in the queue. And that's where they met Lewis and uh, Louise West as well. Louise West was in the queue. I uh, remember and I, called her, I, I called her Gillian. Because I went because I thought there was Gillian. Hang on, mind that. Because I went to I went to uni where a girl called Gillian West, uh, and that's that's where I was thinking. And there was the guy. Hang called her Fred West. Fred West. Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Good girl, we go. man. Uh, those surely those West. Because uh, and there was a boy in front of us in the queue that had a, a Myla Grace today on as well. Ah, uh, yeah, I mean that you were keep... speaking to him. Yep. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah it, was, it was a great day, uh, and just uh, I everything about it. It was, it was a really cool weekend that because end up it turned out a few of my mates for school that I hadn't seen in a while, 
uh, were in Glasgow as well, all for different reasons. So we ended up meeting up after, I, I went up to the West End to meet them after the show. Uh, and ended up in Cosmopol singing karaoke till uh, two in the morning. Uh, so mm-hmm. it was a, a great night overall. But but yeah, my, my wrestling moment of the year was probably the, the wrestling back live show. Uh, what about you, Steve? What, what was yours? Uh, well, we've got to mention our boy at Wembley, don't we? Yep. Gredo at Wembley, um, everything that's surrounding it. Yeah, brilliant. Just, um, we, we were touching goal on whether we knew it was happening, like, because he was, he kept his co- cars close to his chest. He hinted he'd be there, but he he was he was adamant. Nobody nobody said to me I'm doing anything or anything. So he he worked us all a wee bit as well, and it was just beautiful to see. Um, and I remember being there live when his name lit up. Oh my god, it was amazing! And he got the pop as well. And I know it didn't come with like a prayer, but look, we can't have everything. Yeah. Um, and. Like just all the audience messaging each other in Discord saying, Oh fuck, so happy for him, so so happy for him and uh it was, it was in a way surreal as well. Seeing him there. It was I, it, it, it felt to me like watching my football team score the goal. It I, was that it was that kind of celebration. It was like just just seeing Somebody that you've had a lot of respect for, that you've interacted with, that you feel that you know, hmm. getting that, getting Aye, that opportunity. I remember saying get, that, that that's what Grado does for us. Like Grado is like seeing the pal you were in, you were in high school with going to Captain Scotland at the World Cup or something like that. It's he's he's got that. It, it, that's the that is the the aura of Grado. That's why we love him. You know, it's not just because he's, he's funny as fucking. A great entertainer. He's like watch. Ah, he's he's the he's the he's the small town boy who made it. You know, and he's Aye. you know it's so rare to see that from the west coast of Scotland. Like Ali McCoy's he's got that about him. Um, so too does like Kevin Bridges. So like Grado is like the the rest on the covenant of those two. John McGinn. John McGinn. Aye, the, the the, the, he's a wee bit like that. One class hero. Mm-hmm. I've, I've said this in a, a, a few episodes as well. Like, he made wrestling, like becoming a wrestler, accessible for guys that uh-huh. you wouldn't think so. And again, mm-hmm. that's not a slight on on him in terms of you know not being your conventional looking wrestler. But if if he hadn't done it, there's no way I would have stepped in the ring. You know, I I, I remember that him being a big inspiration for me starting training. Uh, because as, as he says himself, he's he's built like a, a bag of milk. And then I remember going to my first PWU show after the start of the training, and Justy, who I've spoken about quite a bit on here, and a guy called Tim Steed, they they were like the, the opening match on it. And neither of those guys, and I don't I don't think they'd mind me saying it, neither of those guys were like you know particularly well built or looked like athletes or looked like wrestlers, and they put on a smashing match to open that show. And I was like, I that that the fact that these guys are doing it means that I can do it. I mean, obviously, I've not done it to the same level that those guys did. Tim Steed was PWU champion at the time. Justy is an absolute legend in, in in Irish wrestling. So I've never, obviously, didn't make it to that peak. But if it hadn't been for 
for Grado inspiring me to start training in the first place and seeing those guys. I'm pretty sure Justin wrestled Grado at some point as well over the years. Then that I would never have set foot in the ring and the passion that I have and the the the, the insight and the inverted comments that I have. I wouldn't have it. So I'm, I'm forever grateful for that. Uh, and to see Grado getting these getting these flowers on that, that stage at Wembley was it was a it was a cracky moment of the year. Uh, Lewis, what about yourself? What would, what would be your moment of the year? Um, I, I'm not going to talk about. It. I'll just I'll just sort of give my um uh, personal personal wrestling moments of going to Money in the Bank. You know, it's it's not often you get to go to one of the big big five events. Um, it's been as close to WrestleMania as I've got. So getting there, ending up in the tenth row with. Um, oxygen mask, bleacher tickets. Um, no telling on how I managed to get down to the tenth row, but we did spot <laughs> four free chairs throughout the whole match of Gunther. About ten minutes in, um, loads of other things, you know. Um, even up to go. It was Sunday. I went to go to the final ICW Fight Club show. Mm. Turned up fifteen minutes later than when it started. There was no one, no security waiting for me at the door or anything for me to scan my ticket. Um, fucking had no idea where I was going. I seen an ICW logo, went there, got in. There was no seat for me, even though I bought gold seating. Um, so what I did was stood at the side, watched two minutes of an entrance, went, this will do me. Went to Cineworld in the town and watched Willy Wonka. So it's just fucking wrestling for you, the ups the ups and downs, the highs and the lows and it's just meeting you boys and that as well, eh? Um getting all fucking soppy and all that shit. But no, just like being able to sort of can speak your passion with like minded folk in that, eh? Um and just being able to sort of at least entertain the the listeners that we have every week as well. But just it seems as though you're just Chatting to pals about something you enjoy as well, so long may it continue. I say, hopefully. Yep. Well, that that's it. I mean, as we said earlier on, this is the the last episode of the Daft Sheet as part of Wrestling Daft. We are hoping to do something in the new year. Uh, so look out for for that. I don't know how we're going to put it out. I've been kind of putting the feelers out to see if there's any other wrestling or any other podcast networks we can become affiliated with. I, I'm sure Billy will have his own Scottish Wrestling Network. I don't imagine that will be an issue. Uh, but we hope that for everything that we've, we've done to keep the, the Wrestling Daft brand alive over the last wee while, uh, that some of you would, would follow across. So uh, if you know if you want to keep an eye on that, I am at ThisJack85 uh, on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. Uh, and if you once we kind of get an idea for what we're going to do with the show and, and how we're going to push forward in, in 2024, we'll be sure to let you know if the Discord stays open and wrestling that, we'll be putting in, we'll be putting info in to, to that as well. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of, kind of bittersweet doing this. Uh, you know, if wrestling that had been continuing or even if, if John and Lab and Grado had been able to say, you know, you know, we're going to do two shows, two main shows a month and we'd like you to <laughs> To, to keep going the other weeks we'd be more than happy with that but uh, we've had no info on that at all and uh, as we said earlier on 
it's just a case of it's just felt that we've been been delaying the inevitable on there. Um, and we've kind of kind of this wee bit of waffle has been delaying the inevitable as well because uh, it wouldn't be wrestling daft, uh, or it wouldn't be the daft sheet rather, uh, without a quiz to end the show. So what we've I've got here is uh, to take a page out of Jimmy Carr's book. I've got a big fat quiz of the year, uh, so I've got got. Twelve questions see, to put to to Lewis and Steve here. See, just uh, uh, Chris, do you mind? Uh, do you mind me having thirty seconds of your time before this as well? Yeah, no worries. Uh, yep, should no be worries. should be absolutely pissed off if I didn't if I didn't mention this. So I told my my sister that I was doing this and that, and she went, "Oh, let me let me get some votes in for my wrestlers." Bear in mind, she has knows fuck all about wrestling. Uh, she just went. She's seen it sporadically throughout my life. She's went. Um, give me my votes in for the things. I'll tell you my votes. So, wrestler of the year for my sister, Bad Bunny, purely Bad because Bunny. Uh, yeah. he's with uh, he's with Kylie Jenner, I think. Um, Kendall Jenner, is whoever he? it is. Woman of the year, ah, fair play to the boy. Um, <laughs> Woman of the year, Leah. You know. <laughs> Woman of the Year, Leah. Um, moment of the Year. She was back. <laughs> Bear in mind, this is 2023. Um, our favourite moment I of 2023 was Edge's... That, <laughs> that lassie from The Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> our favourite moment our favorite moment of 2023 was Edge's entrance at Clash at the Castle 2022. Um <laughs> Our favourite match of the year was the fatal four-way tag team TLC between AJ Styles, CM Punk, Randy Orton Edge, Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns and The Rock and Bad Bunny. I remember that one fondly. Um, her, 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 <laughs> <laughs> her, her dreams or something. Um, our crazy moment, our most shocking moment of the year, 2023, was Vince McMahon jumping off that steel cage. Uh, don't know <laughs> if I missed that episode of Raw. Um Saddest moment um, was Triple H uh, doing his quad. Um, I think that was in two thousand and one, but for some reason it stuck <laughs> stuck to around twenty twenty three. That sad, uh, beautiful day promo, and our headlines for this year: the Hardy Boys WrestleMania return at WrestleMania thirty two. Um, obviously, in twenty twenty three, that and uh, Logan Paul winning the WWE Championship. So ending it on. There was something relevant there at the at the very end, uh, something that actually happened in twenty twenty three. Uh, so well, well done to Lucy's sister. That's that's a lot of uh, of casual wrestling knowledge to to throw at us uh, to to end the show. Uh, <laughs> but we are gonna put a proper end to proceedings on the daft sheet in the only way we know how, uh, which is with a quiz. Uh, so what I've done is big fat quiz of the year. There's going to be a question about each month. There's random points available in this. So I'm, I've got my pad out. I'm going to going to keep track of it. Uh, and we're going to get started. So it'll be a case of whoever shouts first for some of them. Uh, and uh, take it in turns to answer some uh, of the others. So the year, as always, started with January. And in January, the Royal Rumble took place on the 28th of January, 2023. Uh, so what I want you to do is I want you to tell me entrants 28, 20 and 23 in each of the Rumbles that took place 
So, uh, Steve, I'll come to you first. Give me three names, please, uh, who came in, or six names, rather, uh, three men, three women who were 20, 23, and 28 in the respective Royal Rumbles. There's only two entrants I remember, and it's the, the last two of the men, <laughs> so, and I, know, I remember what numbers they were. I was just here. say. <laughs> Uh, Drew McIntyre, um, uh, Ridge Holland, and who should have been in that rumble? Uh, almost. Um, and for the women, I'll go. Dakota Kai Um, I'm just just going through the roster just think who'd have been in that Dana Brooke should have been about about then and uh, Casey Catanzaro Okay, Lewis, I'll take your six picks. I think I know one. And this is a this is a fifty fifty shot as well. Um I'm just gonna say the five that uh, actually I'll say the one I think I know first. Um I I get really upset when twenty seven to thirty isn't returns or big names mm-hmm. and I remember either 27 or 28, because 29 and 30 was Logan Paul and Cody Rhodes. 27 or 28 was Ricochet and someone else. So I'm going to say Ricochet for maybe 28. Um, Because I remember him and Logan Paul towards the end, so I'm thinking he's got to be one of the later ones. I'm then going to go... Damien Priest... And I'll go Otis. Um, and for the women, I'll go Michelle McCool. I remember her coming out of the crowd. Um, I will go... Don't even know if she was in the Rumble, but I'll go Piper Niven. Um, and the th- last entry to that, I will go Taylor Swift. <laughs> 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 uh, so after that first round, uh, Roche, you have zero points. And Lewis, yep. you have one. Ricochet was, was number it Ricochet? There we go. Uh, so number 20 in the men's was Finn Balor. Number 23 I was said fucking Priest. And uh, Ricochet was 28. And in the women's, 20 was Chelsea Green. 23 was Maya Yim. And Shotzi was 28. Um, mm. So that takes us into February. Uh, in February, uh, Tony Khan, as we know, loves a massive announcement. And on the February 22nd Dynamite, he had Adam Cole help him make one of those announcements. What was the announcement? Uh, Lewis, I'll come to you first. What uh, was the announcement that... Uh, or, or, in fact, I won't come to you first. Buzz in if you think you know the answer. Just say Buzz, your name. Lewis. Lewis. No idea if this is right, but because I'm pretty sure it was later on in the year. Um, 
See, I've got two in my head, and I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw the other one to Steve just because I think they're probably both wrong. Um, my second answer was going to be because he won it last year. Um, I thought it was maybe going to be the Owen Hart. Um, but the one I'm going to say is Wembley. Okay, uh, Steve, what do you think it is? Wembley, because I don't think that that announcement was till April. I'm sure. Was it the announcement of AW All Access? It was the announcement of all, all access. I know there was also something else that was announced uh, that night as well, or that I don't call announced. Uh, but I'll give you, I'll give you the all access. It was AW All Access to start on the same night that Adam Cole made his in ring. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so Steve gets the point. That is one each. Right into March at AEW the Evolution on March the fifth. MJF and Brian Danielson had an epic 60-minute Ironman match. Now, this is this is a buzz in with your name. Uh, that Iron match, Ironman match ended after extra time. What foreign object featured in both regulation Steven. time and at the finish? Steve Roach? It was the breath, the earth, the breathing apparatus. Can't remember the, the name of it, but it was the oxygen tank. That was it. Oxygen tank. There you go. 2-1 to Steve. Who was it they point. put the oxygen tank on upside down? The 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 fucking face thing. Who was it oh, they put the mask on he, upside down? Uh, that was when he faced uh, what, what the brutal face. <laughs> 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 fucking ridiculous. That's just what it's a fucking belt. Those bloody EMTs <laughs> that aren't actually EMTs. <laughs> right, number four in the quiz. April. Everybody knows WrestleMania takes place in April and it took place on April 1st and 2nd this year. Uh, across both nights, there were four tag team matches. How many teams in total competed in Lewis. those matchups? Lewis? There was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, was it 12? It was 12. Okay, that's great. Uh, Kate, can you name the, the tag teams or who was involved in them? Um, Usos, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, um, a fucking mismatch of eight women. Um, that would be Liv oh, Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, Don Rousey and Shayna Baszler, Natalia and Shotzi and Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. And then the men's, you had the... The showcase. Alpha Academy, uh, you, had Alpha Ricochet, Academy. you had Ricochet and Braun Strowman. And Braun Strowman. You had the, <laughs> yep. You had the winners, uh, and Street Profits, and then, yeah. And then the other match, I, I was, can't mind. Can't mind what that match was. Probably was, a uh, crack from me. Becky Lynch, Lee, and Fish Status against the ah, yeah. Control. So that's was it two each. Uh, we roll on into May, uh, where Double or Nothing took place. Uh, and at Double or Nothing, the four pillars of the company competed for MJF's world title. But which of the four pillars took the loss to give Max the win? Lewis. Steve. Lewis. Did I get that in there? Um, it was Darby Allen because he got him with the the, so the roll up after he hit the belt. Yeah, it was the, the headlock takeover that after uh, yeah. he had. Fucking raging, you beat my AW question, I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that ends me on a high. I can bow out with the quiz now. Right. <laughs> 
Uh, after May comes June, and in June, CM Punk returns to AEW with his own show, Collision, on the 17th, uh, which matches bookended that first show. So what were the what was the first match and the last match on that debut show of Collision? Steven. Steve. The main event was him and FTR against JY and the Gun Club. Uh, uh, no, shit, no, no, uh, no, sorry, Samoa Joe, Jay White, and um, Juice Robinson. Um, and the first match, I'll give you, I'll give you hat, I'll give you Um, was it Luchasaurus and Wardlow for the TNT? It was, it was. There you go, there's the, there's the points there for the TNT Championship, right? WWE, right? Uh, July. <laughs> July, Money in the Bank came to London. I was there if I fucking get this wrong. Okay. Uh, name all seven competitors in the Lewis. main match. I'll have a Lewis. bite at um, Fucking, can't mind. I was absolutely plastered at this point. But um, Ricochet, Logan Paul, Damien Priest, um, LA Knight, Santos Escobar. Um, how many is that? I'm at five. That's five, yep. Two more. Um, just trying to think of some spots in the match. Trying to think who I was trying to fucking go in and get off that ladder. Um, oh, bastard. The other two. Can I guess the other two? Um, I'll I'll give I'll give Lewis ten seconds to give me uh to give me two names starting now. One, two, three, four, five, six. Mez and Montez. Seven. Can't remember. Oh, unlucky! Yeah. Like Steve, if you can name the final two, you should get the first done. five that you named were correct. Ah, uh, but. Who was number seven? I remember the other one. I remember the other one right now because I remember them coming out. Can I? Can I hold back in? No. I'll give Steve the shout uh, first. Yeah, right. I don't think it's right, but Chad Gable. I know it. Uh, can I? Can I claim a point? Uh, nope. You've 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 had it. Uh, Fuck it. It was Nakamura. It was Nakamura. But you uh, you so. Nil nil in that round, but at the moment it is it's three apiece as well. Uh, coming into August, uh, in August AEW All In set an all time paid attendance record for the wrestling show, which friend of the show Will Osprey commemorated with a tattoo. However, that attendance was soon revealed to be incorrect. What figure did Osprey's tattoo read, and what was the rejected attendance Steven. number? Steve. Uh, 82,000. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you, to the, the nearest, the nearest thousand. Yeah, it was 82,000. And what was the, the real announced attendance? This, I think the real one in the end was 73. Uh, yep, I'll give you that. So it yeah. was 81,000
because uh, I listened to um, the, the <laughs> last uh, what culture our last what culture podcast uh, where they were talking about the it? tattoo. I uh, but they were saying uh, what was where did something like what was Will Osprey's tattoo he got? It uh, was a question, and it was something like the fake attendance, blah blah blah. And it was eighty one thousand, whatever. However, like, as a good what? sport, Steve, you've got it, mate. <laughs> yep, and the the real attendance was uh, seventy two thousand two hundred and sixty five. So you were you were within a thousand on both. Ah, we'll get you that. So, Cheers. so I'll Thank give you. that to you, there, Steve. Right, question nine. <laughs> uh, a week or so after all, in CM Punk was fired from AEW, and the official statement that they released, what four words were used to describe the swiftness of his sacking? Um, Steve. Steve. Follow me. Oh. Terminated. Right. So, so you're looking for the term that Tony, that Tony Khan used? What I'll do is I'm going to give a point for every word you get right. So there's right, four so points on offer for this one. Terminated. Terminated was definitely used. Um, and Phil Brooks he used his real name Phil Brooks no, so, uh, th- this is just to describe how quickly the second was so it's not about right. uh, give him 10 seconds give him right. 10 it's seconds term- it's ex- terminated with immediate effect you bastard that's what I was going to say is it right uh, no it's not <sighs> okay uh, it's, it's similar to that, but it's not the exact word. The solution terminated with to steal here. Terminated with cause, something like that. Oh, fuck. I'm allowed to. So is, get, is that get, three give of them? Me, give, me, give me four words, Lewis. Punk terminated with cause. Something like that. I, I need four <laughs> words from you. I need four words. Punk terminated with cause. <laughs> so you've got two there. It was with cause, effective immediately. Yeah. Were the uh, were the were the, ah. the four words used? So you get two points there, Lewis, because you get two of those words of the four. Right, uh, that takes us into October. The first inaugural wrestle team took place on October first and ended with the arrival in the company of Adam Copeland. But how many matches did the crowd have to sit through, including zero hour, to get to the rated super, rated R superstars top? Steve. Steve? It was a long pay-per-view. I think it was 11. 11? In... 11? 11. Uh, <laughs> incorrect. Lewis, you've got a chance to steal here. Um, I'm going to try and tap it in the net here. Wait, is it including, including the zero Christian Cage including, match? Including the pre-show. So every match that was on that card, including uh, including the zero-hour pre-show. 13. Oh, it was 14. It was ah. 14 matches. So, Forget because it's a New Japan one as well. Like, it, was a, it was a crossover one. Yeah, so it was, it was quite a lengthy show. Right, so as it stands, Steve, you've got one, two, three, four points. Lewis, you've got one, two, three, five points. And we'll get into the last two, two months of the year. So in November... Uh, Survivor Series happened. CM Punk. It'll, be the, it'll be remembered mostly for the return <laughs> of CM Punk, Randy Orton, and R-Truth. 
but one superstar has never been out of the ring in 2023. According to Kelnow.com, which WWE superstar Steve. had the most WWE matches, TV and non-TV this year? And how many have they wrestled? So there's two points. Steve, I've got an answer for this. I think I've got an answer Steve, as well. I've, right. Dominic Mysterio, and it's 101 matches. Uh, that is incorrect. Going by this website. So you've got is a, it, a chance to... Is it... Is it Dominic Mysterio, or is it is it the name is it the name that's wrong, or is it the matches that's wrong? Uh, both were wrong on that occasion. Um, I th- I'm going to go with Austin Theory and say 113. According to Kelnow.com, Cody Rhodes has huh? amassed a a hundred and two matches this year, uh... most of any WWE superstar. Um, on there. Yes, so, no. Go go Davis. going by that website. Going by that website, that's what let's what give I had, let's just give Steve let's give Steve it with Dominic Mysterio and go to the final one. No. I'm, no? I'm, I'm sticking to my guns in this. Good man. So there's a point there's a there's a point in it going into the the final the link here. The final <laughs> You go to VAR after it. VAR this. Yep, that's not the website though. The website is Kelnow. Uh, well, Kelnow uh, is, is the DailyMail.com a wrestling site. It's full of shit. So, <laughs> going go by that specific website, which I mentioned, uh, Dominic Mysterio has had 100 matches. He's number two, but Cody Rhodes has had 102 uh, on there. So Cody is the answer that I'm given. Uh, so the final question. Uh, I am, in fact, I'm going to make this a two-point question to see to give you a chance of winning, Steve. Instead, I was going to a tiebreaker, <laughs> right? So in December last week, Kenny Omega announced he had been hospitalised with diverticulitis, which would see him step away from the ring indefinitely. Which part of the body does diverticulitis mainly occur in? Oh, Lewis was in first there. Um, Which, I need the specific body part. It is your small intestine. Incorrect. On goal. So, Fuck off. You can't believe it. So I'm shutting the laptop. Steve, you have the chance to draw level, and I'm going to ask an additional question. Uh, which may see you win it. Right, well, so it's not it's not the small intestine. Go fuck yourself, a lot well, of years, honestly. It's obviously the large intestine. It is the large intestine. Ah, right? Dirty master. To win it. Now, to, to win it here, uh, Steve. How, uh, Steve? I How can we not, can we not you... go to. Can we not go to. No, because uh... I said it was a two part question. I said it was a two part question, right? So to nah, win it, this. Steve, to win this. Spell diverticulitis. Motherfucker, right? Delta India Victor. Mm-hmm. Echo Romeo. Yep. Tango India. Yep. Charlie. Uniform. Yep. Lim- Lima India. Tango India Sierra. Steve, you have grasped victory from the jaws of defeat there. Congratulations. 
Uh, you have won the final daft sheet quiz with one, two, three, four, five, six points to one, two, three, four, five. What a, what a way to end the, the podcast. The, I what am Cena. I never lose, man. I am Cena. I never lose the main event. Lewis, you look like you are absolutely seconded with that. <laughs> that is that's fucking seconded. Spelling the <laughs> To end the podcast, and he's done it. He's uh, done me in fucking. Uh, he's done me in fucking army code as well. Whatever it is, he's made it harder for himself. Fucking Delta. They, they, he's using the shield. Gra- the fucking model. Sierra Hotel. <laughs> well, this has been the final episode of the Daft Sheet. Again, as we've mentioned during the show, thank you to everyone that's contributed uh, to the the twenty two episodes that we put together, twenty three episodes we put together. Thanks for listening. Thanks to the guys at Western Daft for for having us. And for the final time in our current guys, uh, however you enjoy your wrestling in twenty twenty four, make sure you keep it daft and make sure you keep it sheet. Yeah, we worry. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, Happy Kwanzaa and Hanukkah as well. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.